Hello, and welcome back to the Scouting Books Podcast, the podcast for YA fiction lovers of all ages. I'm your host, Scout, and I'm joined, like always, with my mom slash co-host, Cheryl. Today, we'll be talking about books that we've read this week, books that we're excited to see coming out, and how we're doing with our reading goals of the year so far. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Scouting Books Podcast. I'm Scout, and this is my mom. Hey, everybody. And today we're going to be talking about, like always, some book reviews, some books that are coming out either this week or the next week. Um, And then we're also going to be talking about where we're at with our reading goals this year, Um, what we still need to get done, books specifically that we'd like to read, and then also just how we're doing, how we feel like we've done this year, um, if we're satisfied or not. Who knows? Um, So that's what we're going to be talking about. Because, like, the holidays are here almost. Yeah, it's we are crazy. nearing the end. We are <laughs> it, nearing it the end of the year. It seems amazing that the year's almost over, but yeah, so I know like in this month and a half left, along with all the holiday stuff, I got to get some books read. Mm-hmm. And and a lot of the times you can't get a ton of books read during the holidays yeah, it's hard. because you're busy with things. Right. Um and so who knows how much we'll get done at the end of the yeah, year. So but I'm we just kind of want to go over But it. I'm already way ahead of my 2021 well. goal. Which is so awesome. So that's a good thing. But yeah. we'll talk more about that later. Yeah. So we're just going to jump straight into reviews this time. Okay. Because last episode was an hour long when we <laughs> tend to just want it to be around 35 minutes. Yeah. So maybe so we'll do better. maybe we'll try to condense this. So we're going to go straight into reviews. Mom is going to talk about hers Okay, first. cool. Okay, so as always, here on the Scouting Books Podcast, we like to focus on young adult books. Yes. And um, the last couple episodes, I hadn't read one lately, and I had to kind of dip back mm-hmm. a few weeks. But I actually did read a young adult book this last week. And it's a one book. One of my favorites. Yeah, it's one that Scout recommended mm-hmm. to me. And my initial plan was to read it during October for a long Halloween because it works so well for that. But I didn't read it until about a week or so ago, but that's okay. So the book is Cemetery Boys by Aidan Thomas. And this book is the story of yet Make sure I'm saying Yadriel. it right. Yadriel. I think I said Yadriel, I say. but I, yeah, I don't, I think I don't know if there's a specific yeah. one. So Yadriel, his best friend Maritza, his whole family, and a ghost. Yes. Okay. And uh, what I love about this book, it's set in Los Angeles. Yeah. And it's set within the Mexican, Latin, I guess, Mexican primarily Mm -hmm. community, Mexican-American community. And specifically among people in that community who have a connection with spirits. Mm -hmm. And that was my favorite part of this book was kind of the atmosphere that it created, especially within the culture and within this family, because you really see how all of that works. And this is taking place during the time of year close to, um, I guess, Day of the Dia de los Muertos, when the spirit world kind of opens up to these people. Um, Yadriel's family is a family of brujos and and brujas. Yes. And so these are people who are able to have kind of different abilities to connect with the spirit world. And Yadriel is a trans character. And in this society, brujos are boys. Mm-hmm. Brujas are girls. And Yadriel wants, it's the time of his, like in his growing up, yeah, his age where he can become like a full-fledged brujo. And you have to go through this like ceremony to be able to get your abilities. And the ability the brujo has 
is to help release a spirit. Kind of send spirits onto yeah. the next Yeah, and world. you release that spirit from someone who's recently passed, and you release them into the afterworld. And so Yadriel wants to be able to do that as a brujo. But he's got a lot of kickback and he's not really accepted yet from his family. Right. And his best friend Maritza is awesome. She's a um, Who's also his cousin. Yes. Cousin, best friend who is witch who's a witch, kind of witch. Well, she's a bruja. She's a bruja. She's a bruja. Yeah. So I'm not a witch. I guess that was the (laughs) proper way to say it. But she has abilities too, just a little bit different Mm -hmm. than what Yadriel has. um, abilities are to like heal people through blood magic. But what's amazing about Maritza is that she is a vegetarian. (laughs) Right. She's a a vegan vegetarian (laughs) and they use animal blood to do these, these ceremonies to heal people. Right. And so she refuses to do it. So she's like a very, she's a very powerful bruja, but she like refuses. There's like one time in the book, I think where she like kind of breaks her own because it's it's so desperate. Yeah. But so anyway, um, a, a, cousin in the family goes missing and all the brujas and brujos every all the spiritually connected people in this family feel like he's been killed mm-hmm. or and you know like his they can feel like when somebody dies that he's gone and um so anyway so he goes and he's going to prove to his family that he can release these spirits as a brujo and when he tries to do that for miguel the missing cousin he instead releases the spirit of another um teenager who is julian Julian. right and julian um just ends up being this i just love julian he's He's a really fun yeah he's a fun character and he's this teenager who you know we discover throughout it really becomes kind of this mystery of what has happened to julian Mm -hmm. and miguel because you figure out pretty quickly that the person who killed miguel yes also killed julian also killed julian right Mm -hmm. there's a connection there and so the book really is this it's a mystery trying to figure out kind of a whodunit like who who was responsible and helping julian you know um kind of come to terms with with him with his death with his but it's also a really important story about identity it is yes and about like just trans characters in general i feel like you don't get those as much as you may get like gay characters or lesbian characters right and i think it's a really important book and it's also an own voices book if any of you are wondering the author is a trans author right um, which i think is important as well and i think and i love to read books from different um perspectives and so yeah so this just the story of yadriel trying to find identity and acceptance primarily from his family and then being able to actually become a brujo mm-hmm. and so i highly recommend it i loved it, it i thought very, the characters very, very were great i thought the mystery was good yeah i thought the whole message was wonderful and um like i said before i love the atmosphere I'm really glad that you enjoyed that book because it's one of my favorites and I thought that you would like it, but I didn't know for sure if you were right. going to like it as much as I did. Yeah. But I know that on Goodreads, you gave it like a five star, I did which give, is very I exciting. I did get a, give it a five Mom star. Mom does not give out five stars. <laughs> I don't. I have like on Goodreads, I've been giving out five stars left and right over the it's last crazy. like Everyone two who weeks. follows you on Goodreads is probably like, what's <laughs> happening? Like, what is up with these books? So yeah. So I love Cemetery Boys. Five star, really wonderful on all, all kind of levels. All right, so the book that I'm going to talk about is a little bit different because it's not a modern young adult book. But I love that you read it. Yes. Um. So typically I read very modern young adult books. I buy all the books when as soon as they come out that I want to read, and then I read them very quickly. Yeah. And I like to stay up up to date with what's happening in the young adult world. You are in the but know. I am in the know. Um, but I am taking for English this year. I'm a senior and I've taken all my required classes. And this year I'm taking a children's and um, juvenile fiction 
class. Right. Yes. And in this class, I'm just now starting to read like longer chapter books to where <laughs> I can count them for my Goodreads goals. Yeah, right. Um, and the book that I read this week for class um, was A Wrinkle in Time. Yeah. And this is one of mom's favorites. She loves this book. Yeah. Um, like I remember reading it, I guess in fourth grade, I think. I'm pretty mm -hmm. sure it was fourth grade. I had only seen the movie. Yeah. The Disney movie. Mom and has yet to different. see it. You don't know if I it's said, different. You haven't seen it. I haven't watched it because I've heard it's very different. Um, <laughs> I don't know but, if I would like it. But it's it's different. Yeah. But I mean, it's not. I mean, it's different. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> we'll talk about that after. Yeah. Um, this book is about Meg Murray, who is a young girl. She's probably, what, probably 11? Yeah, I'd say she's probably like 12, 11, 12. in middle school or something. Yeah. Um, or I think they actually said she's in high school. I oh. think they mentioned that at some point. Okay. Like, but like young high school. Young so high she's school. probably so like maybe 13, 13 okay. maybe something like that. Anyways, so it's about Meg Murray, her little brother, Charles Wallace, mm -hmm. who is an interesting character. He's like five years old, but he acts like he's like, 27. He's like Scout. Yeah, he's like me. Um, <laughs> and then this guy named Calvin, who they become friends with while yeah. they're wandering in the woods. Uh, <laughs> and it's about them trying to save um, Meg and Charles's father, mm -hmm. who is who has gone missing at right. the beginning of the book. We know he's missing. And we just know that he was a scientist. And we figure out near the beginning of the book that him and his wife were like studying things that messes with time. Right. And, um, we get some weird characters right at the beginning, Mrs. What's It, Mrs. Who, and Mrs. Witch, who kind of um, help Charles and Meg and Calvin yeah. figure out that there's more to the situation, that he didn't just go missing and is no longer talking to them. He's, like, in danger. Mm -hmm. um, and so this book is super, super, super weird. That was my alarm. So sorry, guys. <laughs> um, but this book is super weird. It's it's very interesting. It's like 200 pages. It's a really short one. Yeah, I'm, I'm just curious about how, if you liked it. Um, I don't know how I felt about yeah. it. It's, well, it was written a different time. You know, yeah. I think we have to, whenever we're reading books from the past, mm -hmm. especially young adult, juvenile books, you know, we have to realize when it was written. And I'm assuming, yeah. I think it was written and I in actually, the 60s. I actually liked the writing. I didn't yeah. have issues with that. It was just very odd. Yeah. It was very the odd, was odd, and I thought that the characters were odd. Okay. Um, yeah. I think it was mostly the characters <laughs> that I was a little bit like, these characters are kind of, I don't know. Yeah, I don't yeah. know how I feel about them. Um, but I think that the entire idea of this being a science fiction book mm -hmm. for children yeah. um, is cool. Because I don't know of other science fiction books for children before this one, right. really. Um, yeah, I can't really. That's a that's a good point. Because isn't it? I, don't, I can't really think of fantasy. Well, fantasy, I guess that's a little bit different. But this yeah. is definitely more like sci-fi. Because it's got time and it's science. Yeah, and, and yeah. in this book, if you have not read it or if you haven't watched the movie, um, they, like, travel to other planets, yeah. other, like, dimensions. Right. There's a lot of talk about how science and, like, two-dimensional up to five-dimensional things play mm -hmm. into the reasons that they can travel. The multiverse. Yes, basically. <laughs> um, and it all plays into why they can travel. So it's, yeah. like, truly science fiction. Like, it's right. based upon ideas of science, and then it, like, gets kind yeah. of crazy. Right. Um, and there's, like, other creatures on these different planets, mm -hmm. right. which is something you see in science fiction young adult books yeah, all the time now. I read a good bit of sci-fi. Mm -hmm. um, and all the ones where they're going to different planets, you know, there's... Yeah weird creatures sure. and ways that they travel that are interesting and i feel like it kind of is cool that yeah. this book kind of did all of that i don't of, know when of, this was kind written. of a pioneering kind of thing yeah when because you know when, when you think written? of sci-fi you think of mostly adult books for sure yeah. yeah do you know when this was written i think it was written either in, it was either in the 50s or the 60s i believe okay, i didn't look yeah well if we're gonna like 
Um, we're going to turn some pages real quick while we're sitting here on the podcast. But I mean, I read it in the seventies, but I believe it was written probably in the sixties, 62. So early. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, I think the coolest part about this book is the fact that it, you can tell it's a pioneer in young adult science fiction. And I think that that's cool. And I think it's worth giving it a read if you like science fiction, because I think it's super cool to see. I think so too. That this book has things that are now in science fiction now. Yeah. And does them pretty well. Yeah. But it's very odd. It is very it's, odd. It's very, very, very odd. The way it's written and the way that they do things is weird. Yeah. But it's also a really short book. So it it's is. not so like it's they not can like add can... all of this stuff right. into it. And it is a classic. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, I thought it was good. Okay. I don't good. think it was like the best book I've ever read, yeah. but it was good. And you're glad you read it. Yes. I'm glad I read it. Good. I don't really know what I would give it star rating mm-hmm. wise, because typically when I read like middle grade books, well, I don't you, rate yeah. them. When you read books for school, you don't like to grade them, right? I don't typically rate yeah. them. No. Um, I don't know what I would give it. It was good. Yeah. Uh, maybe three and a half. Okay. Something like That's that. Fair. And I think mom accepts that. No, I, I accept think that. I think mom is glad yeah. that I give it well, that. And you know, rating. sometimes when we, I think there's also such a thing as like nostalgia mm-hmm. when we're thinking about books that we loved when we were young. Yeah. And you know, maybe sometimes they don't hold up or mm-hmm. maybe if we were going to read it now, it would be different. But me as a fourth grader reading that book. Yeah. I, you could probably imagine how I much, can imagine why you loved how much, it so much I loved it because it was like a girl who mm-hmm. a little bit old maybe just a little bit older than me and yeah. she was going on these adventures and the way it's written to like I think the language is is, mm-hmm. is well done and and I will also say it's pretty cool that it um like right at the beginning of the novel right Meg is our main character she's a girl mm-hmm. right and throughout the book the guys take care of her some but yeah. Right at the beginning of the book, you see her getting in a fight with a dude who talks right. bad about her brother, like yes, physically yes. punching him. And so when and you're I was like, that's a, yeah. pretty cool. So when you're a young girl, it is nice to read stories, mm-hmm. out, you know, of strong girls. Yeah. And I think a lot of, when I look back, a lot of my favorite books had characters like that. Mm-hmm. Wrinkle in Time, Nancy Drew. Yeah. You know, that sort of thing. I, so. I thought that that was very cool. Yeah. I thought it was kind of progressive with the way yeah, it talked I think about so. girls in it. And Madeline Engel is like, she was an amazing writer mm-hmm. and she was just awesome. And she was a big proponent. She was a Christian, but she was such a huge proponent of sci-fi and fantasy yeah. and all that. Very kind of progressive. Which I thought was interesting because you, you can tell her Christian viewpoint in it because yeah. there's multiple times where she talks about God. Right. Yes. And I thought that that was interesting when I was yeah. reading it too. But if you listen to interviews with her, she's so like the way she's very mm-hmm. open-minded about like the universe and everything. It's very cool. All right. So now that we've talked about the books we've read, we're going to yes. talk about some books we would like to read. Um, So <laughs> we're going to read Two descriptions of books that we're excited for that are coming out within the next week or the next week and a half. Okay, so the first book we're going to talk about is one that comes out on November 16th, and this book is called Briar Girls by Rebecca Kim Wells. So mom is going to read the description of this one for you guys, and then I'm going to talk about our next one. Okay, Briar Girls. Lena has a secret. The touch of her skin can kill. Cursed by a witch before she was born, Lena has always lived in fear and isolation. But after a devastating mistake, she and her father are forced to flee to a village near the Silence, a mysterious forest with a reputation for luring people into the trees, never to be seen again. Until the night, an enigmatic girl stumbles out of the silence and into Lena's sheltered world. Miranda comes from the Gather, a city in the forest brimming with magic. She's on a quest to wake a sleeping princess believed to hold the key to liberating the Gather from its tyrannical ruler, and she offers Lena a bargain. If Lena assists her on her journey, Miranda will help her break the curse. 
mesmerized by Miranda and her promise of a new life, Lena jumps at the chance. But the deeper into the silence she goes, the more she suspects she's been lied to about her family's history, her curse, and her future. As the shadows close in, Lena must choose who to trust and decide whether it's more important to have freedom or power. I love spooky forests. Yeah, that sounds great. Oh, I do love forests. <laughs> I love creepy <laughs> forest books. I will always love creepy forest books. Yeah, if we were going to talk about Scout's aesthetic, it's creepy forest. forest. <laughs> My aesthetic is foggy forest. Yes. Um, if you see my room, you know that's my aesthetic. I love creepy forest. So that sounds yes. perfect It does me sound perfect for because you. Because I love, I, yeah. I, I could say that five million times. I love creepy yes. forests. If a yes. book has a, has a weird magical forest element in it, I'm gonna probably going to love it because some of my favorite books have that. I mean, let's yeah. think. The Raven Boys, mm-hmm. The Devouring Grey has that. Right. I, I just, I yeah. think I'm a sucker for it. I think you are. I just love it. Um, okay, so the book that I'm going to talk about is actually a book that came out on November 9th, so about three days ago, and um, it's a last book in a series, and I have read the first two books in the series, so I really wanted to talk about it. I've read the first so one. So you've read the first one. So this book is, so the book that came out is Aurora's End by Jay Kristoff and Amy Kaufman. This is the last book in the Aurora cycle, um, and it's a why sci-fi, like I was just talking about with yeah, Wrinkle in cool. Time. Um, and it's kind of the book I was talking about with all the different creatures that I was thinking about that I feel like, it, anyways. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the first book is Aurora Rising. The second book is Aurora Burning. And I love these books, guys. These books are so, 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 so good. I read both of them within 48 hours, probably. I read them very quickly. Um, and let's just say the second book ended on a ginormous cliffhanger. You were a little traumatized. I was a little traumatized. It ended on the biggest cliffhanger. So now that the last book is out, this is the time for you guys to read it because you can yeah. just binge read them all. So Aurora Rising is about a crew um, who they become a crew for mm-hmm. spaceship traveling. Yes. Um, with this like legion that is humans mostly, but then there's also two other types of like aliens that kind of it help gives. Them with I'm it. a huge, I'm a huge sci-fi fan, like movie mm-hmm. fan, more than Scout, and I love Star Trek. And it gave me kind of Star Trek vibes just because of all the different uh, races that mm-hmm. like work together yes. and like do travel well, there's, like, together. Alliances there's alliances there's alliances yeah yeah so um these six teenagers get thrown into a crew together when the main guy tyler tyler is like the best student at this place and he should be getting first picks to choose the best people for his crew he's of age now and now they get their own crews to go and do missions with and he should get first pick but he ends up being late to the um like picking ceremony the draft the draft because he goes out the night before and ends up saving this girl who's been stuck in time on a spaceship and that girl is aurora and she has been stuck on this ship that crashed like 200 something Mm -hmm. years ago and um everyone died on it they thought that everyone was gone and they haven't been able to find the ship and he finds the ship and finds that she is still there, stuck in like cryogenic, cryogenic, yeah, like stuff. stasis, like yes. she's stuck. In, um, yeah. to keep her stuck in time, so she's still like seventeen, and she is the only one still alive. And she's alive, and they quickly figure out she can do weird things. Um, and so it's about them, Tyler and Aurora, and then the other five, no, four members of their crew, right? Four, yes, no, the other five. five. It's the other five because yeah. Aurora doesn't count in the right. six. Um. And it's about their crew and having to basically go on this wild goose chase that they don't even know why they're traveling. They just know that it 
is important yes. and that it has something to do with Aurora. And that's really the entire plot line. But it is so, so, so good. The banter between them is amazing. It's found family. It's kind of everything that you could want in a sci-fi novel, I yeah. think. And I know that mom really enjoyed it as well. I did really even though enjoy she doesn't it. typically read a lot of sci-fi. She watches yeah. a lot of sci-fi yes. stuff. But she doesn't typically I read don't. a lot of it. And she really enjoyed it. I as did. Well. And now that the third one is out, I will probably read You'll the second probably, one now. You should. So what can we expect in the third one? Or can you really say anything for spoilers? Um, no. You can expect crazy action there's gonna be probably lots of fighting and um endings of wars and they're on the same journey that they were they're on the same journey they are still doing this thing the end of the first book leaves you in a really good place for the second book Mm -hmm. because you kind of just right at the end of the first book you figure out why they've gone on this mission um and then the second book you finally get them doing the things they need to do to finish this mission out and then it ends on a huge cliffhanger so we're gonna get the wrap-up um, we're going to get after, at the end of the second book, some of the team members are kind of split up. We're going to get them coming back together. Probably lots of good friendship. I'm assuming someone's probably going to die. I feel like whenever there is found family and a group of a bunch of people, someone always dies in the last book and I've prepared myself for it. I'm trying to prepare myself for it. Um, so I'm very excited about that. And if you like sci-fi, even if you don't like sci-fi, I think this is a good place to start because it's kind of the first sci-fi book I read and I loved it. And what's the title? The Aurora. last book coming out is Aurora's End. Aurora's the first one End. is Aurora okay. Rising, if you want to read them. Um, and now we're going to talk about our discussion portion of this episode, which I'm excited about. We're going to be talking about the things that we need to do within the end of the year yeah. to kind of finish out our reading goal how we want to this year. Okay, so reading goals. Yes. I don't know if you guys set them, but we do. Um, I was not reading a lot before last year. And then I decided I wanted to read a lot last year. And I started setting myself reading goals to kind of try to get to what I was wanting to read. Last year, my goal was 60 books. I made it to 60 books right at the end of the year. And so this year, I decided to set my goal up to 70 because I was kind of already reading. Um, and if you guys don't know, we do all of our stuff on Goodreads. Yes. Um, there's also one called Storygraph that you can use. Um, and so on Goodreads, you can set a goal at the beginning of the year. And every single time you mark a book as currently reading and then mark it as read, it counts to your goal. Right. Um, I like it. It's very gratifying it to is. be able to go and look at the books you have read. And you can update your books as you're reading them. So like on right. your Goodreads, you can have in your book section, there's like currently reading lists and you can update your progress as you go. You can give updates about how you feel about the part of the book you were just on. I love doing that. I love saying random things about how I feel without giving spoilers. And then it's very funny and out of context. And I think, I mean, obviously you could do it in ways other than using Goodreads. I mean, you could just write them down in a notebook. If you have a reading journal, you could do that. This is just a little bit easier because you don't have to keep track of them yourself. You just kind of mark it as you go. And I feel like if you set goals, you're a lot better uh, to you have a better chance of doing of mm-hmm. reading it of accomplishing it also, something it also tells you throughout the year which i think is helpful if you're on track to finish your right. goal if you need to be reading more books it tells you if you're behind yeah if you're behind you can you really what read percentages a lot <laughs> you're through yeah. um so it's it's very helpful yeah um so like i said my goal for the year was 70 mom what was your goal? my goal was 60 the mm-hmm. years before my the year before my goal was 50 and i think i read like 52 and i thought yeah, we both okay we'll up it and we'll see how we do mm-hmm so, um, why don't we just start with saying how many books we've read okay. so far this year? So, Mother, you go first. Uh, my goal was 60, and I have read 70. Nice. So, how much percentage was it? says, I am 117% of my goal, and I'm 19 books ahead of my schedule, which means this is what, November 12th? Mm-hmm. I still have more than a month and a half. Now, yes. holidays will 
cause some mm-hmm. issues probably. But I feel like I might could read 10 more books. That's yeah. kind of my thought. So I might could get to 80, which would be huge for me. And I have really been reading like the last week I've read like three books. Yeah. How many, so, how many books do you on average read a month? Do you think? So on average, I would say probably five. Mm-hmm. Does that maybe sound six. about? I think maybe you probably read on average six, six. maybe six. Because sometimes you read seven or eight, and then sometimes you read yeah, like four or five. That's true. Yeah, but I think you're probably six. around six. Yeah, that sounds about right. So I just know that feels like a lot for me. I mean, mm-hmm. that's that's more than a book a week, and um, I have always read a lot. Uh, but I've gone through kind of phases in my life, you know, where a year or two where I would read maybe twenty or twenty five books a year, something like yeah. that. But I really like this level that I'm at right now. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like I'm reading all the time because I mean, I don't think reading needs to consume my yeah. life. It doesn't need to be all I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I still have time for plenty of other things at this level. And I'm also a fast reader. Yeah, I am so, not as fast of a reader as mom is. So, mom will start a book yeah. and finish it very quickly. She can sit down and read it all in one sitting. Yeah. I don't have that good of an attention span. Right. Like you can sit down yeah. and just finish a book reading it like one sitting. And yeah. I cannot do that. Right. Right. So yeah, so I'm doing I'm doing pretty well. Mm-hmm. So my goal was 70. Um, and I have currently read 87 Whoa, books this year. Gosh, that's a lot of books. <laughs> I also, I don't spend all my time reading no matter what it seems like yeah. I do. I do other things. I just like reading a lot. Yeah. And I have this past year and a half, I've kind of rediscovered my love for reading. And I think that's plays into why I'm reading so I mean, much. it really is kind of ma- amazing, actually, that you've read that, mu- that much because you are a pretty active person. Like, I do things all the time. Play I play softball. You play volleyball. You go to youth group. You go to movies. I do school every you day. You do school every day. You babysit. You have a business. It's pretty insane that I've read that Let's much. just put it this way. You don't sleep. I think that that's the difference. It's true. I do have insomnia. <laughs> Um, But to be fair, I actually don't, I feel like I do read most of my, I do most of my reading at night, Okay. but I don't usually read into the Mm AMs. I typically try to end my reading around 1 AM. Okay. That's like when I try to finish, I don't like to read past that because I like to try to sleep. It just doesn't happen, but I try. Sometimes in those times I'll read on my phone a little bit, like while my lights are off, but I don't typically read until the AMs. So I'm very, very, very proud of myself. That's good. So like I said, I've read 87 of- Wow past my goal for 70. That's amazing. Um, I'm 27 books ahead of schedule. I read 124% of my goal. Um, and I, I, I'm very proud of myself. Yes. That's, that's what I can say. I'm super so, proud of myself. So looking into the rest of this year, mm-hmm. you know, like I just said, we have about a month and a half to go. So are you, do you have kind of a goal for what you want to read? Maybe how many you want to read or any specific books? Maybe um, we could talk about that. Well, in December, I would like to read a good bit. Um, I know that mom said she may not read as much, but to be fair, she's an adult that does a lot of things for Christmas. I don't do as much. <laughs> That's true. Um, and I will have school off, so I'll be able to read more. Yes. Um, so December is always a month where I try to read a pretty good bit, and I like to try to read longer books during December because I feel like I have the time to. Um, so I would like to read a couple sequels that I haven't gotten to mm-hmm. in the year. I would like to read the sequel for um, Caught on the Hawk by Maggie Sivater. I want to read Mr. Impossible. Right. I want to read the sequel for Chain of Gold because the last book comes out in March of 2022. Um, so I want to read Chain of Iron and that's a thick book. So um, I'm, I'm going to have to commit my time to that, but I really want to do it. So I, I would really like to read a lot of sequels, finish out some series Get caught up on some series. That's what I would really like to do. I actually really like that idea. For mm-hmm. December, that might be what I could do because I need to finish the Aurora Rising. Yeah. 
I need to finish the Delirium series. Mm-hmm. I need to. My sister's going to be on you about yeah, that. Yeah, Delaney, my middle daughter, has uh, got me into it. And I read the first one. But for those of you who know me, or if you're just listening to this podcast, getting to know time. me for the first time, I do not l- really like series a lot. Yeah. I'm really good about reading one book and not finishing it. <laughs> so I would like to finish the Delirium series. I also, last year for Christmas, Scout got me The Night Country, which, which was the sequel to The Hazelwood. Sequel to The Hazelwood. So I would like to read that one. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think the idea of reading um, sequels or other books in a series that I've already started, uh, Shadow something- and Bone, I need to yeah. read the rest of those. You need to do all of that. So yeah, I've got a lot of series <laughs> that is some- to that's finish. That's something that I would really like to do. Just get caught up on series because I am a series fan. I read a lot of series that are ongoing. That like books are still coming out for. Right. Um, so I would like to get caught up so that when the next book comes out, I can automatically read it. Because I feel like I'll read the first book and I'll really enjoy it. And then the new book will come out and then I'll like put it off. And then suddenly the last book's out in the series and now I haven't read two of them. Right. So I would just like to get caught up. I don't mind ending on a cliffhanger and having to wait for a next book to come out. It's never been something I mind too much. I don't think I get, I mean, I get pulled into books. You know, I get connected to characters. But I also don't think I get so, 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 so into it that I'm like, dying inside if, if I end on a cliffhanger. <laughs> yeah. So I that's what I would like to do. Um, we are also going to do an episode at the end of the year where we kind of go more in depth about everything we've read, yes. about favorite books, about least favorite books, about yeah. all kinds of stuff. But this is one thing I would like to talk about within our, um, our discussion of like what we've done so far. Have there been any like new genres hmm. that you have found yourself reading a lot of this year? Because I definitely have one and you can probably guess what it is. Can well, you guess what it is? Romance. Specifically adult romance. Yes. yes. I have been reading so much adult romance. It's crazy. Well, and I would have to say, I probably have read more romance this year than I have mm-hmm. in forever. I think that since you Since I was actually, in college. <laughs> I think you've done a, multiple new things. You've been reading more fantasy this year. Yes. Maybe because I'm pushing you to read fantasy. Right. And it's been mostly young adult fantasy. And if you guys don't know, young adult fantasy is super easy to read. If you are scared of reading fantasy books... Young adult fantasy is the place to start because it's easy to understand. World building is typically pretty easy um, to get into. And so mom has been reading a lot more fantasy this year as well. Yeah, because I'm afraid of fantasy, high fantasy. I'm afraid of it. Now, I love fantasy like movies and Mm -hmm. shows and stuff. And it's to me is too complex. It, I mean, it makes I'm sense. I'm kind of afraid of it. So young fantasy, adult, when I can it comes, handle. When it comes to high fantasy and adult fantasy, it's hard to understand because they like to throw in so much world building to where I, I mean, I can barely wrap my head around it. Um, but young adult is so easy to understand when it comes to I fantasy agree. and sci-fi that I think if you're scared of it, it's a good place to start. So mom has kind of been reading more of every, every genre, I feel yes. like. Yes. Yes. Well, I was just looking back at my list on Goodreads, and it looks like I've probably read a good 10 romances in the last year. I don't even want to count how many romances I've read. I generally do not read romances. Are you talking young adult and adult? Yeah. Romances. Mm-hmm. It looks like probably about 12 romances. Adult I don't know. I don't want to count how many. I don't want to count how many romances. Yeah. And I'm read. reading one right now. I'll be embarrassed. I'm reading The Love Hypothesis Which right now. Which is one of my favorites. Yeah. So, so I have read romances and I've read more fan- young adult fantasies yeah. for sure. Um, Something that you said earlier made me think about this. And I think we were, we were thinking about making this an entire episode, but I, I don't know if we would be able to discuss long enough for yeah. it. But mom talked about how I got her um, The Night Country, which is the sequel to The Hazelwood last Christmas. And we were thinking about all the books that we got for Christmas <laughs> last year because we are gifted lots of books. Yes. I got 
so many books you last got year a ton. because I finally got back into reading and then suddenly everyone was just buying me books. Yeah, it's easy to buy books. It's easy it's to buy. It's not about gifts for Scout. And I um, got so many books and we were just thinking about like the books we got for Christmas that we still have not read. Like yeah. we need to get these books done by Christmas. Yeah, that should be that's going to be one of my goals. I got so many books. I don't even know if I can count them. I'm pretty proud of how many I've read. I think there's only two books I got for Christmas that I have not read yet. Yeah. Which both are young adult books. Um, which is Crave mm-hmm. by what is her name? I don't remember her name, but Crave Tracy Wolf. Yeah, got it. Um, it's like kind of what people like to call the Twilight knockoff. It's about vampires. It's got a similar cover. But people to love it. Twilight, but people love it, and I'm. I don't read vampire books, but I thought that it kind of sounded like something I would like. I still have not read that. And I have not read King of Scars by Lee Bardugo, which if you guys know me and you read Lee Bardugo, you're probably like, Scow, why have you not read that yet? <laughs> like the Grishaverse is your favorite universe for books and you still have not finished the last books in those series. It's because I don't want the world to end. I am terrified to read those last two books because I am just like, then it's going to be gone and there's nothing else for me to read. And that's very sad to me. So those are the only two books I got for Christmas last year that I haven't read yet, which I think is very impressive considering I, the fact I probably got 15 books Yeah, last I think year. so too. I, I feel like I got you six or seven books Yeah, books, books that I know I read. I read Cinderella mm-hmm. is Dead that you got me. I just read In the Penalty Box. Talked about that last mm-hmm. week. My sister got that for me. Read The Infinite Noise. I got that. What other books did I get? The Ravens. I read mm-hmm. that as soon as Christmas ended. Yeah. Um, my sister, the serial killer, I read last month. Daisy Jones and the Six. I've been trying to get them done. Yeah, you did. You've um, done well, which I have done good on. Yeah. Out of my fifteen books, like I said, I probably have about two left. That's awesome. I think I probably got around fifteen. Yeah. Is yeah. there any other books besides the I Night Country I, that you got? I, that you I'm, to... I can't. I'm, I'd have to go back and look at what I got, mm-hmm. but I think there's probably two or three books. Yeah. So I think that I'll just need to look at that because people do get me. You get me books. Mm-hmm. Um, I get my daughters get me books. books. My husband <laughs> gives me books mm-hmm. um, every year for Christmas. Sometimes I'll get my brother usually gives me a book mm-hmm. every year for Christmas. So, um, so yeah. So yeah, there are definitely things that we need to get done. I have a bad tendency to buy a book and then not read it for like two years. And yeah. I'm like, why do I do that to myself? Because but we like to buy and collect books. It's because I buy books and I'm like, oh, that sounds so good. And then I put it aside. I'm like, I'll read that soon. And then I buy another book and I'm like, oh, I like this one more. Because and then we I'll have read that so many books on our TBR list. It's crazy, guys. It's getting out of hand. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's where we're at in our reading goals this year. I've read 87 out of what I was going for, 70 books. Mm-hmm. Mom's read 70 out of what she was going for, 60. Right. Um, if you guys want to tell us what you've read, you can comment on these posts. Um, and we would love to hear what you guys yeah. have read. I'm going to leave a question and answer below this asking you how many books you've read. So you can answer that if you'd like. We would love to hear from you. And, you know, you can leave voice messages to us. Yes. Which is very cool. It is. So if you guys want to tell us some of your favorite books or if you just want to tell us how many you've read or what you want to read by the end of the year, let us know. We would love to hear it. We would love to hear that and maybe share it with our our listeners. All right. So we will talk to you guys next Friday. um, And we cannot wait to hear from you. Yes. And have a great week reading. Yes. Bye, everyone.